Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. She was vanilla, but she, with a side of kink. <laughs> it was lingering. <laughs> oh, she can, yeah. If you, you know, you read the stories and you see some pretty intense stuff. I mean, we've done, I'm a switch, so I like both dominance, being dominant and being submissive. One of your guys, B.E., I remember yeah. you talking about that experience of when like, I fisted you know, fisting him, him mm-hmm. and he and he came. I got to tell you, I am so jealous because if there's anybody who should be able to have a prostate orgasm, it's me. It's nice to be able to give your partner this amazing, mind-blowing, body-shaking orgasm that is coming, that it has nothing to do with what he's doing. You're doing all of it to him. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Well, I'm super excited. Today's guest is the secret mystery writer for redhotrederotica.com. And we are going to be getting into some red hot juicy stuff today, as you can imagine. But uh, I want to welcome Jay to the show. Layla, thanks so much for having me. And I'm a huge fan. I've been reading your uh, blog and listening to your podcast now for a couple of years. And when I first started, I had to uh, binge list and I got so en- engrossed with it that I just, you know, was like, I got to, I got to get up to speed. So I was Did you start eagerly listening to every episode. Oh yeah. I, oh went, my I went straight to the beginning and I, I didn't even bother listening to the current episodes that you had because I knew that, you know, there's a progression, right? You have yeah. a story that you're telling and there's a progression and you're referring to people and it makes a lot of sense just to really kind of get that, that background. Yeah. And, you know, the way that you share this part of your life is, thanks for doing that. A lot of people who are listeners, they live through you vicariously. They relate to a lot of the stuff that you have to say. I relate to a lot of the stuff that you have to say. And everybody's got a story. And I really appreciate you having me on because not only do I want to share what I do and what I write about in my relationship with my wife, uh, long-term marriage for a couple of decades. And everybody's a little different. And some of us have a real sexual freak. And yeah. I have a sexual well, freak, you know, good. Yes. and well, that wanted to come out. Perfect. You're in the right place. You're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start there. Okay. So I want first give my audience your backstory and what drew you to becoming a writer of erotica? Sure. It's funny because it was like an outlet for me. So like I said, I've been married uh, a long time and leading a relatively vanilla life, you know, busy with family and work, all the stuff that everybody does. And ever since I was young, very young age, I was just always extremely sexual. And when you, you go through life, you have to not only compartmentalize certain things, but you also, I'm sure a lot of people can relate, you have to kind of stifle some parts of you, right? And not just in certain social settings, but in a marriage, being in a vanilla marriage, you're like, okay, I can't, I, the freak can't come out because I don't want to scare this person away. And so she obviously knows a, a lot. I shared a lot through the years about it, but it kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, I, 
I'm having all these urges and I'll give you an example. So some time ago, I just had this, this real desire. I'm an exhibitionist and, you know, I've got a nice body. I'm just, I'm an average guy. It's not like I'm a porn star or something, but nonetheless, I have this desire to be naked in front of people. And I just, it was like, there's really strong urge that just wouldn't go away. And so then I'm thinking to myself, well, how do I have this conversation with my wife that I want to do something crazy like being in Playgirl magazine. Uh-huh. And that's just something your average guy is probably going to be like, like, what? What are you talking about? But I just, you know, had this desire. Do they so still have Playgirl magazine? Of, is it still around? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's not something that I would read or pick up. It was just something that I was aware of that I said, well, I want to do that. Just put myself out there. And, yeah. you know, you go to my blog and I, I don't post a lot of pictures of myself, but if you go to my Instagram, well, not my Instagram, but my Twitter or on the blog, you'll see pictures of me. And the internet now is a way of, of doing that. But 10 years ago, probably less prevalent. And I just, you know, maybe it's a little old school too. This thought of being in a magazine was just appealing to me. Yeah. So I had this conversation with her and I'm like, the way I approached it was knowing that, okay, she might take offense. She might be like, kind of fly off the handle and be like, well, what are you crazy? And so my approach was just to really kind of be authentic about it and say, I can't exactly tell you why this is important to me, but it's a part of me and wants to come out and it's wanted to come out for a long time. And here's what I'd like to do. And having that, just that kind of a conversation and kind of trying to be on her level, seeing how she's responding. And the thing that's really a key in a long-term relationship is you can't walk away from things. When you, you have things that you're not on the same page with, you have to have a way to reconnect, come back and say, hey, this is really important to me and you know, advocate for yourself and express yourself. So what did she say when you were wanting to, how did you get to this place with her where you're like, hey, I want to be a writer of erotica? Well, that came because as as the exhibitionist was just one thing, like I am many things. I also have, you know, a strong desire for BDSM and more kink play and wanting to play others and just do a lot of stuff that people would consider crazy. So I don't know that I had a plan to introduce this stuff to her, but it was kind of like my way of sharing these things with her over a period of time. And writing erotic was one of those things where my brain was always going. I would find myself waking up at like three in the morning and my brain would be just creating something on its own. I mean, it wasn't like I was trying to develop a story. It, it just, it was almost like a dream. Like yeah. it just created the story. And then I would write it down. And then I just kind of started sharing things with her. And then I found that that was a way for me to kind of share more of these kinky things. And so it was really kind of over a period of time where it just developed. So I ended up doing things like, and I was, I did nude modeling for an art class and the, the thrill of being in front of like 20 people, you know, for an hour, an hour and a half long class where they're, you're just naked in front of them yeah. and drawing you. It was just, I loved it. And what did you, know, you so like for, about I, that? I'm curious. What did you like about that? It's going to sound strange, but it's, to me, it's like really powerful. Like most people, when they think of public speaking, which I, I enjoy public speaking, and a lot of times if somebody's not comfortable with it, you think of, well, pretend like the audience is in their underwear or pretend like the audience is naked. And my brain is like, when I public speak or I'm, I'm in front of people, like my brain will think I'm naked in front of them. And I, I just somehow <laughs> find comfort in that. that it's just like... <laughs> It's weird. It's, I know it's weird, but it's like, it just, it's a, it hold gives on, me this hold feeling on. Of, like, I'm not comfortable. Let me take some clothes off and, oh, okay, <laughs> there we go. Now I'm ready. There we go. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I love so, it. Yeah. And then they wanted to, as I started developing these stories, 
And I was connecting with people online and I, I was making friends online. And again, being very upfront and communicating everything about her, like I'd be talking to certain, you know, I'm a guy who has a foot fetish. So I connected with certain people online, women who are foot models. And I have one yeah. that I'm really close to that I've known for years. And another woman that's uh, into erotic photography self-photography. And, you know, I just started connecting with these people, like these kind of genuine friendships online and sharing everything with Red, my wife, about, gee, a lot of people could start raising their eyebrows like, well, what do you mean you're having conversations with other women? So it does get in this element of non-monogamy and kink and threesomes and kind of all that stuff. So then writing these stories was like a continual way for me to not only get out what was in my head, but share it with other people and creating a website so that you're, you're now sharing it with other people, connecting with other people. And I had people reaching out to me, you know, and saying like, hey, this, I, I love what you're writing. It's really turning me on. And I got a fan who's also a fan of yours who she's looking for ways to communicate with her husband yeah. you know, about this, the same thing. Yeah. So you and your wife, you started exploring non-monogamy and you're going, you're going to go to some lifestyle events, right? Uh, what's that been like so far? Yeah, so we're we haven't done we haven't done the lifestyle event yet. So the only thing that we've done is me really having these kind of connections with people. So it's me connecting with others. If you read my latest story that I posted last night, it's a pretty steamy. There was a lot of kind of not email but DMs between me and somebody that I'm close with, and it got really steamy. And it ended up in that story that you'll read. Hot date with Sabrina. And that was probably one that was a little tough because I would read all the DMs between me and Sabrina to Red, and it seems pretty personal. And so her mind, she's like, "You are fucking her," <laughs> you know? Yeah. So is that it, what she says? Know, that it's yeah. Yeah, but it's, you know, these are good conversations because these are things that we'd like to do. Like when we first started dating, she was dating me and another guy. I knew that. And one time she came over, we lived in different cities. She came over and we started to kind of go at it like you'd normally do, in, you know, early in a relationship. As yeah. soon as you get to see each other on the weekend, you're like, you know, getting after it. And I love eating pussy. So it's, it's kind of my go-to. I'm going to start there, right? And so I was going down on her and she was like pulling away. And it's like, wait a second, there's no way she pulls away because she loves when I do this. So I just instinctively knew, oh, she was fucking another guy today and she doesn't want me to put my face in it. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's just that, like, that was a turn on. Just put my arms under her legs. <laughs> I yeah. Pulled her, I pulled her to me and I'm like, uh-uh, you're mine now. Yeah. And so for me, all this thing about non-monogamy and having multiple partners, it's just a huge turn on. And for her, it's a little more like, I don't know that I can, you know, watch you having sex or want you having sex with somebody else, I want you to myself. So that's kind of what we're exploring now. We've had gone to a pro-dom where we were doing different things. I was not having sex with the pro-dom, but we were doing ass play, so paddling and different stuff. And then the two of them were pegging me. So I've kind of had that experience. Your wife um, and this pro-dom were pegging you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. she doesn't she right. doesn't mind she didn't mind that. No, no, because that was really like the purpose of that was really I came up with this idea saying, well, I want to get red comfortable with being around other people. Yeah. And just getting naked in front of other people. And she kept her, she had sexy clothing on. So she kept like lingerie on. She didn't get naked her, herself, but it was like that stepping stone of, okay, let's try different things. Let's, and, and she's game, which I love. Yeah. She's game for trying these different things. And it's, it really is a journey. Well, and so we're she, going to this next event in June. Listen, if she lets you eat her pussy after she'd fucked another guy, in the same day. She's not that far off the kink spectrum. <laughs> she's always sort of been lingering. <laughs> 
Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. <laughs> and yeah, she, which, and I'm uh, sure that turned her on. I'm sure there was some, a lot of erotic energy and thoughts on her. And I mean, I think that would be totally hot. I'm up for that. I've got guys that definitely want to do that. And to me, that's hot. No doubt. So yeah, I don't, so she's not too, she was vanilla, but with a side of kink, (laughs) it was lingering. (laughs) Oh, she can. Yeah. If you, you know, you read the stories and you see some pretty, you know, intense stuff. I mean, we've done, I'm a switch. So I like both dominance, being dominant and being submissive. The thing that really helps with submission for a man, and if you haven't done this lately, I highly suggest it. And I I know that you prefer to be the submissive in your relationships, but if you want to try something different in male chastity, so caging, and we, we started kind of playing with that like five years ago and there's events in the king community there's this thing called locktober where you get oh that's i love it yeah Mm -hmm. so we've done that a couple of times now and it is tough i mean the first week just like oh because i'm i i gotta digress for just a second so your last podcast where you did male masturbation i'm like oh we got to get into that Male masturbation is like, I can get off, you know, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged guy. I can get off three or four times a day, every day. It's like, no problem. You know what? Plenty of energy for Let me that. just tell you, I got tons of, the men have like come out of the woodworks, like hell no, every other week, every day. I mean, no, guys are going yeah, crazy. every day. Yeah, no. Multiple I, times a day. Right. I was very surprised. And I even talked to him about that. I'm like, hey, you're not normal. I said, you know, I called him an underachiever on, on the podcast. I'm like, you're just under, you're just an underachiever. I mean, like, no, this is not normal. I knew it wasn't normal. And yeah. believe me, my listeners <laughs> wrote in That's in really droves, funny. like, this is crazy. No. And I know, I know, I know what red-blooded males are doing because I'm with a lot right, of them. <laughs> right. yeah. So, and, yeah. And so I go from getting off three to four times a day to complete 24-7 chastity for a month. And the mental effect it has on you is incredible. I mean, my desire, I mean, I obviously just have a high desire for her. We have got a, we have a lot of fun together. But what you find with chastity is that the submissiveness starts to kind of come out. And the way it shows up is that you're like on your best behavior and you want to do things for her that you might normally not do or more might take a little more effort to do. You know, it's amazing. And then and then you're doing things like providing her orgasms and pleasure kind of almost on a certainly weekly, if not a daily basis. And being of service like that is just, it really, it is a great experience, especially in a long-term relationship where you, you know, you need to do different things and you want to continue to grow in the relationship. It's just, it's pretty cool. So playing with chastity has been a lot of fun, getting into the ass play, pegging. And I got to tell you, I can take a lot. I've got some some toys that would make your eyes pop, but your it's ass funny can when take you, a lot. You talk, is that what you're saying? Yeah, my ass can take a lot. So what your one of your guys, B.E., 
I remember yeah. you talking about that experience of when of, I fisted you know, fisting him, him mm-hmm. and he and he came. I got to tell you, I am so jealous because if there's anybody who should be able to have a prostate orgasm, it's me. And I, we've <laughs> we've tried, we've tried and tried and tried, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I mean, we got really close. Um, I mean, it feels really good. And then if especially if you use like a magic wand and just put it on your perineum at the same time, it's like yeah. it's amazing. But I have not had the elusive prostate orgasm. Yeah, so, and that's definitely that's on the bucket list. Yeah, good. Well, keep after it. You'll get, (laughs) yes, you will get there. It's amazing. It's amazing to give one. It's amazing to see the reaction. And I I was just talking to someone else about this the other day in an interview. And what I said about that was just like, it's it's incredible as a woman when you can pleasure your partner that way. And because for me, normally, I mean, unless it's oral, he's fucking me. He's doing a lot of the heavy lifting, so to speak which I love. I love he's pitching and I'm receiving. I like it. But it's nice to be able to give your partner this amazing, mind-blowing, body-shaking orgasm that is coming, that it has nothing to do with what he's doing. You're doing all of it to him. So I'm very proud of it. Yeah, no, you should be. And Red has said the same thing because initially when we kind of approached that, she's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that to you. And then once she got into it and kind of seeing, as you've said, you know, you start to see the reactions and the moaning and it's like, oh, and it's like, oh, that's hot. So she's kind of enjoyed that aspect of it, of knowing that she's creating that that kind of intense pleasure that's, you know, very different than normal boy-girl sex. Yeah. Now that's you. You told me that, here's what you, you were filling out stuff to interview with me. You said, I want to share my story with others that are in long-term relationships and struggling with how to express their sexual needs and desires for new sexual experience experiences. Finding the courage to talk about kink, BDSM, and non-monogamy with your partner can be terrifying. I want to encourage those conversations and maybe provide listeners with some tools and conviction to do so. So... How do you recommend people express their desires to their partners? And how did you approach this with your wife? Yeah, I think for it depends on what generation you are. What I'm finding is that the the 20 year olds now are so free and open and are have this amazing ability to express themselves and, and advocate for themselves. And for those of us who are the a generation before that, middle aged people were probably come from more of a traditional relationship. So for people in long term relationships, it, it can be very challenging to express that. And that was something that I struggled with for a long time of, well, how do I say this? Because these things that I'm talking about, there's some pretty extreme kinks in there, right? So how do you start to express that? And I know that there's a lot of people out there who are frustrated. And even you look at divorce rates. And to me, I'm like, well, to me, I I would have no interest in getting a divorce because I love my wife. We've got a great relationship. But then you can't just sit there and not advocate for what you want and kind of live the life that you want. So for me, it will really use the tools that are out there. There are some specific ones that are really good. There's some authors out there that are great. But it was doing this thing where slowly introducing the things that I was interested in. And the partner's not going to have this automatic response of like, okay, I'm all in. Well, maybe they will. But I think most people will probably be a little like, oh, wait a second. You know, that's not sure about that. So you need to give them time. You got to kind of walk at their pace. And doing things that introduce them. So if you're saying, well, I want to go have a threesome, well, it's probably not going to start there. You know, you probably need to start with just doing some other things that are kinky, like 
how I started with, you know, I'm an exhibitionist. So let's start with that, with, with picture taking. And then, well, let's go visit a pro dom to learn some things. So then you're in that environment of being with three people mm-hmm. and always circling back to your partner and always kind of taking the tone of if you're getting a pushback or you're getting, you know, somebody who's just, hey, I'm not, I'm not into that or not, uh, let's say being dismissive. You really have to find ways to circle back in conversation to say, hey, this is really important. I mean, this is something I want to do with you. I want our relationship to grow and these things are important to me. And so that that's kind of the main thing that I would say is, is taking that approach of patience and grace and really expressing yourself in a way that your partner can understand how important some of these things are to you. Because you know, you say it on your podcast all the time, sexuality is really important. And I think yeah. where society is kind of dismissive of it with regard to, oh, it's totally uh, you know, dismissive people, of it. You don't, yeah, it's not even well, on the radar. It's not, you know, right. we, don't, we don't learn about it. We don't learn how to qualify our partners to see for what we even think about sex, what we want out of sex. Most people do not. You're going to talk about everything, finances, how many kids do you want? Where are we going right. to live? You know, everything, but hey, let's talk, let's see if our libidos are matched. How many times a week do you want to have right. sex? What do you think is a healthy sexual relationship? What kind of things are you into? Is there anything you want to try? What can we explore together? What happens when, What? how are we going to handle when our libidos change or you don't want it? Or what are we going to do then? Nobody talks about this stuff. And it's easy. It's an easy conversation to have. It's a lot easier to have before there's a problem than when yeah. you find yourself and things, you've been going along and it's not the way you want. And now you're tasked with the daunting prospect of having to, oh my gosh, <laughs> initiate. How do I bring this up? Because yeah. we've just kind of been floating along for this long and you love your partner, but have some needs that really are important to you and need to be met. So yeah, my suggestion to anybody listening is if you're still single and dating, just make it part of your qualifying practice. You know, when you decide whether or not someone's going to be good for you long-term or even short-term whatever the term is, even if it's one night, <laughs> you know, you, yeah, no, 100%. you want to investigate these things and it just takes communication. The C word, people don't like the C word. I don't know why, but. Well, it's tough. And they don't, yeah, you, people though. don't like it, the. They'll bond you. Oh, to totally. Yeah, yeah, really. Especially women. When we feel like we can trust you and communicate with you and talk to you. Oh, that's when you've got us. I mean, really. It's like, oh, he wants to communicate with me. He wants to grow with yeah, me. Look, You're hitting our hot buttons right there. You're getting us juicy and wet. You don't even know it. <laughs> yeah, listening, but then also asking yourself, well, now how can I incorporate what my partner is saying? You know, how can I show up and be present? And Red is actually really good at that because we do have, I'm way more kinky than, than she is. She's a little more traditional. And she's done this just unbelievable job of listening to me and kind of feeling how this stuff is important to me. And that's also been how I've expressed myself. You know, it's probably made a difference in how she's reacted and responded to me. But there are, you know, I got to tell you, there's there's two, you're familiar with Esther Perel. Yes. The author. Yeah. And so her book, Mating Captivity, Captivity. is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would I would recommend that to to anybody. And then there really are a lot of lifestyle podcasts. Yours is is awesome. Obviously, recommend that. Yeah. And then there's others like uh, Kate and Liam, the monogamish monogamish marriage. And those two are so thoughtful, and they're on a journey, and they are able to express themselves so well. And that listening to podcasts like that with her, with Red, has been really helpful because then oh, we can I have bet. Yeah, a discussion, good. you know, around yeah 
how can I approach this? How can I get more of what I want? It's been, you know, it's been really helpful. Yeah. So going back to your question about lifestyle events. So we're going to our first one in June and it is, I've been told it's like probably the best uh, event that you can go to as, as a newbie. Uh, It's called Podcast of Palooza. It's going to be in Palm Springs and it's put on by several in the uh, lifestyle. It's called Podcast of Palooza. Yeah, podcast of Palooza. Oh my right. god! See, there's there's just so much out there I don't even know about. I I need to get more. I need to get more in touch with my fellow podcasters and the, with the podcast community. I've been that's I'm supposed to. That's one of the things I'm supposed to do this year. Be more of a joiner. <laughs> yeah, no. These when you start connecting, and I'm connected with these people in on Instagram and Facebook, not Facebook, but uh, Twitter. And then I've we've actually Red and I've had had a an hour long FaceTime call with Kate and Liam and just talking about lifestyle stuff and you start to make these connections and it's phenomenal and so there's no commitment so there's no commitment from Red that hey we're gonna go to this thing and I'm expecting you to get naked and have sex with people or let me have sex with people my expectation is we go there and we're observing we're making connections we're making friends in the lifestyle which was one of my goals and. And it's a stepping stone. It's a step into, well, you know, what'd you think of this? Or, you know, what if we now go to a play area and just play just the two of us? So mm-hmm. there's other people around, but now we're doing something that we haven't done before. And that's something that's on my kink list is going to an event like this or yeah. a sex club where you have sex with each other. You're not necessarily going to play with anybody else. There's no commitment to do that. So I'm going into this, you know, event in June with no expectations of red. And we're going to make friends. We're going to meet people. We're going to have fun. And if she decides that more things uh, are going to happen or if she wants to try certain things, she knows that I'm game. And that's kind of how we're going to approach it. Yeah. Good. Well, the I can tell you some of the hottest sex I've ever had and the wettest and most turned on I've ever been have been at sex clubs, just having sex with my partner and watch it and letting, and letting other people watch. So yeah, that your story. Oh God, I loved that story when you and uh, you know who went to that. Oh, we can say his name. (laughs) Cowboy Young. Yeah, that was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. That was. Oh my God, that was. That is up there. This is the fun stuff. You know, this is what I just love about being open and exploring and letting, just going with what feels right in the moment when you're when you're with someone you can trust and you're open right. with your sexuality. I, you discover things that I had no idea that other people watching me, you know, I thought I was going there because I thought really I was going to do more of the play with others. And right. maybe we would find a hot girl and have a threesome. It never occurred to me that I would love people watching me. And I just got, I mean, like I said, I've never been so wet and turned on in my entire life. And it was mind blowing. So I highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah. I think those those unexpected reactions. I think your wife might love it. Yeah. Yeah, those unexpected reactions are phenomenal. We had, this is really funny, but, you know, because we, for most of our relationship, the sex was fairly vanilla and we've been doing more BDSM stuff, getting into shibari, rope tying. I love tying her up, a little rougher sex, uh, choking, ass slapping, you know, mm-hmm. just stuff like that, yeah. ass play. She was never into ass playing. We've, we've started that. And so she's kind of started to enjoy some oh, more you know, the ass play. Love it. Baby steps there. Yeah. Yep. And so this is like, you gotta know, go like slow with the ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah you do. It's, it's not, 
That's not something you just. No, you, you don't rush that. You, you don't have the right lube. That. <laughs> right. No, you got to have the right Unintended. lube and, and the right approach. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, we were going at it and I was, you know, I was being kind of rough with her and she had multiple orgasms from sex and from oral and, you know, and then the way I am, like I get more and more aroused as she's getting aroused, as my partner's getting aroused. And so I don't know if this is kind of innate to male behavior, but when I'm with a partner, like I am so focused on, on her and exploring that body and figuring out what does she need in the moment and what is going to get her off. And I'm really not going to get into it until she starts like having orgasm and, and whatnot. And then I can kind of like, okay, we're, you know, we've been going to go on this for an hour or whatever. And, and now it's time for me to, to get mine. Yeah. And she got on top of me after all of this and she just started choking me. And we had, we had never done that. She had never choked me before. So she literally has got both hands around my neck and she's choking me. And Layla, my, I, I love this because my, my reaction, like you talk about not, you know, unexpected things happening. Yeah. My reaction was just this. I was just, I closed my eyes and I just said, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And I like, I wasn't thinking about like That just came out. It was just this authentic and it totally was totally like, in the oh moment. my God, I love that. Yeah, yeah, totally in the moment. And both of us, when I reacted that way, which was unexpected, both of us just started cracking up. And she's like, I guess you like that, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I know. Yeah. Isn't sex fun? God, I just... Oh, it is. I, I mean, ugh, people are missing out. If they're not, you know, if sex is not fun, you're just, you're definitely doing it wrong. Okay, let me just tell you right now, people. <laughs> let's turn this around. Listen to more of my podcasts. Read some erotica. Read some of your erotica there. It's just, it's meant to be fun. It should be. And I think it should be ongoing really until you're, until you can't take, take your last breath. I mean, I'm sure it's, it changes, but you still have intimacy. I think you should have it your whole life. So, you know, I'm a big fan of sex bucket lists and I want to know what's on your sex bucket list. Oh my gosh. So many things. <laughs> the concept of swinging is uh, that is appealing to me. I'd love to go play with another couple. The likelihood of matching, and you talked about this a little bit, the likelihood of matching uh, both of you with the other couple where the, where the, you're attracted to the husband and I'm attracted to the wife, that's a kind of a lower probability. So I'm of the mindset that whatever works works. And so if we're in a setting where she's attracted to somebody and I'm happy to like watch her play or have a threesome with her and another guy just to get her off. Like I don't, you know, I don't have this feeling like, oh, well, I've got to, you know, I've got to be playing if she's playing. So it's not, it's not really, you know, like a, for me, it's just whatever works. And I do love with sex, I do love that power play and that kind of that this sense of unfairness. So I love kind of giving that to her. And then I love when she does that to me. Uh, so any of those, the hot wife situation, I'd love for her to go off and have that experience, whether it's in front of me or whether it's just on her own, like she's yeah. having a you know a date. Likewise, I'd like to do that. I'd like to go out on a, you know, just a, a date with somebody and, and have sex. I would love to do like group sex where you're at, like you were talking about, you go to a sex club yeah. and you're playing with other people and whatever happens, happens. Like, yeah. I am so just down for that. And I do on the submissive side, I would love to have a scenario where she just ties me up. I'm like, I'm tied, I'm incapacitated. And this would be like a dungeon scenario where she's just, you know, if there's women that want to peg me, you know, multiple women pegging me. And if like, even to the extent of, 
of whoring me out. Like if there's yeah. guys that were like, oh, I want to fuck him. Like, you yeah. know, just like, I have no say in the matter. Yeah. And you know, the guys are going to, you know, I don't know the going rate is to get fucked. <laughs> if you're whoring somebody out, but just that thought yeah. of like, oh, she's, people are paying but her. She's just gonna, you know what? She's going to whore you out on the cheap because that makes it right, right. easier. Cause you know what? Your little cheap ass is just going to go to the lowest bidders. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and by the way, you know, and you're not getting any of the money. I'm, yeah, I'm taking the money. I'm going to buy myself something nice. You're not getting anything. You're just putting your ass up. That's right. <laughs> just just stick it out there. Did you ever read, did you read my blog? I have a story that I did. I was a fan, you know, most of them are actual encounters with the guys. Yeah. And that was in, year, I did a lot of that in year one that I get, kind of gave that up because it was too hard for me to write. But I did do a couple fantasies. One of them I did was about, it was with uh, Clark and Canada where Clark was tied up because Clark is submissive. And we did a little, we did, you know, he we did a little cock caging and things like, he had a cock cage and like that kind of stuff. He's into all that. But the fantasy yeah. was that he was tied to the bed and Canada, and I was like between his legs and Canada came in and yeah, it was the, the whole premise was Canada was making him watch me get fucked by a real man. And oh, that, just, yeah, yeah. That, I could do all that. That's I love so that. Hot. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's like, so hot. I got to bring some of those. I got to, thanks for reminding me. I got to put, you know, I got to bring some of those to life. It's, it's, it's time. <laughs> Yeah, anything that has an element of unfairness. And I love doing that to her too. Mm-hmm. Like this has happened on numerous occasions. Like another person that I, that I follow had posted about, you know, she had this pair of mess in her panties. They were just, because she's always like you, she's wet all the time, right? Yeah. And she just made a mess in her panties. So like she hadn't had sex. She was just, she was just wet. And so she posted this thing and like, she's like, anybody want to buy these? And I'm like, oh my God, that would be so hot. And then I'm thinking of these scenarios. And then it, it got kind of crazy because I'm now emailing this person, not emailing, but DMing this person about what I want to do with with Red. And I'm actually, then I, I, I text Red a picture of, her name's Rosie, of Rosie's panties. And I'm saying, I'm going to, you know, Rosie's selling these. I'm going to buy them. And then I was like, I try to get a reaction out of her, right? And yeah. I was like, I'm going to stuff them in your mouth and fuck you, you know? Oh. So I love anything that has to do with that, like really that power yeah. play or yeah. that unfairness, like yeah. I'm, I'm flirting with this other woman. What are you going to do about it? And, and of course, I would never want to hurt my partner, hurt Red. Yeah. yeah. You know, so obviously this, you have to be really careful with this stuff, but I do love that element of like having power over somebody and just yeah. making it like mentally challenging for them. And likewise, I like when somebody does that to me. Well, and there's also, there's people that really enjoy like a little bit of erotic jealousy and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a turn on. It's not meant to be hurtful. It's, uh, it can be very exciting. So yeah, well, you're going a lot of fun places. So I, you know, now I'd love, what I'd love to do is I would love to pick one of your favorite stories so that we can, uh, let's read it together. And that way people can kind of get a feel for what you do and what your stuff's like. Sure. The one that we, we were kind of looking at these and, and I've some that are longer, some that are shorter, some are fantasy, some are my experiences with Red. I do find when I am in these situations, I I am more dominant. So like when we're having sex, I definitely want to be dominant over her. Yeah, that's just kind of a natural tendency. So this one is just a, you know, it's one of those, I don't remember this if this was in the evening or if it was a morning, because you know that morning sex, you talked about that. Oh, it's the best. Lying in bed with, Ugh. you know, you're lying in bed, waking up, 
up and then you're, you know, for guys, your testosterone is high in the morning and you got that morning wood going and you're just oh, like, I'm always oh, instigating want... it. I'll set the alarm yeah. early because so, yeah. I know like if I know my partner <laughs> has to get up and if they have to get to work or get off, at, you know, leave at a certain time, I'm like, I will set the alarm early so that I have enough time to, to sufficiently get what I want before they go. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is the hottest. So, all right, we're going to just trade off paragraphs on this one? Yeah, yeah. What's the name okay, of so it? Okay, this so is, this is a true story. It's called Make Her Taste Pussy. I posted it on February 1st and just starts off, Red is a reluctant submissive. Uh, what I mean is there's a lot in there, though she is challenged to say specifically what she wants circumstantially, she likes to be told what to do. When I come upon it, I make the most of it. These moments are mostly subtle domination and submission play. This morning was one of those moments. We were lazing in bed. I started petting her back and legs. Not a massage, more rubbing her skin with some squeezing of muscles and body parts. She started to rub my face, which always gets me aroused. I'm lying on my back. She gently strokes my forehead, eyebrows, nose, cheeks, chin, and rubs her fingers through my hair, petting me like the animal I am. When I get an erection, my default mode is to take control. I start rubbing her face. I tell her to put her arms over her head. She complies. Then I'm rubbing my hands along her arms, down her underarm, fondling her breasts, I do not linger in any spot for too long. I keep the sensations moving around her body. As I do this, my leg is between her legs, pressing against her vulva. As she gets aroused, she starts to grind her vulva against my leg, and I start to rub her vulva and clit, she moans. I kiss her, suck her tongue, and then put my fingers in her mouth. I use her saliva on my fingers to get her clit and vulva wet, and then put them back in her mouth. I kiss her, suck on her lips, while my middle finger is in her mouth, then rub her clit more with wet fingers. I do this repeatedly to get her pussy really wet and to make her taste herself. I finger her and as I put those fingers back in her mouth, I can smell the scent of her pussy on them. She sucks them. Now I want to taste her. So I put my fingers in my mouth and rub her more. She's looking at me. I tell her to close her eyes, lick her fingers, and a rubber clit while I finger her. My left hand is pressing on her chest. My right hand is fingering her with two middle fingers while she rubs her clit. Her eyes are closed. She has a look on her face, or she has that look on her face, that pained look of pleasure coming. I go down on her, and within seconds, she is coming hard. She comes four times in a row over a matter of minutes. Each time she comes, her vagina resists my fingers, clenching then releasing and opening more each time. By the fourth orgasm, her pussy is gaping, sopping wet, and the swirling motioning of my fingers is making slurping sounds like her pussy needs it and is begging for it. Now she needs me in her mouth. She is kissing and sucking my hard cock like she cannot live without it. I rub my cock on that wet pussy and plunge in all the way, not fast, at a pace she can feel every inch pressing in. Then I fuck her intently. She is so wet, her pussy feels like it wants to be used, like it wants more. After fucking, grinding, and edging, I orgasm hard, filling that pussy with my cum. I swear her pussy was smiling. Yeah, <laughs> good one. I like that. Well, I hope nobody yeah. listening was like on the subway or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have put a warning. <laughs> warning. <laughs> We're about to uh, talk about some really sexy stuff. I love that. So how many, how often do you write? I try to, I, I actually have kind of a backlog. So I've, because I've been writing for a long time, 
And I, I had like, gosh, I don't know, like 60 pages of, of Word document with stories. And so I try to post every week and I also try to develop new material. So anytime her and I are playing, I'm kind of mindful of that I might write something about it. And I really do. And it's kind of fun because the other thing that I would recommend for people is, especially when you're, you know, you have a rhythm with your spouse, you've been together a long time, you're looking for ways of how you spice it up. And it really helps, I think, to to give thought. And I'll do this often where I give thought to what do I want to do to her? What kind of an experience do I want to create? And so I'll, I'll think about the things that I want to do, that I want to experience, and I'll kind of give her a little bit of prep saying, hey, let's, I want to try some different things. So she's kind of mentally prepared, and then we kind of go for it. So, you know, it's a combination of just your normal vanilla sex where you're like, it's just impromptu and you're lying in bed in the morning and it just happens to down to actually planning something out. Mm -hmm. And then I do get, I get a lot of inspiration, you know, like this exchange I was having with my friend Sabrina. It was, oh my gosh, I mean, just, you know, you start DMing with somebody and, you know, you're attracted to the person and, you know, all these thoughts start to really flow and you create some pretty hot content out of that. So for me, it's, it comes from a, authentic place within you know so there's got to be connection you've got to be connected to to what you're writing and then i post every week okay yeah so i just wanted to see you are so every week people can expect new content yeah yeah cool so hey well tell everybody where they can find you well, yeah, please visit my site. It's redhotrederotica.com. And then my I have links right on the website to both my Instagram. And I, I post on Instagram pretty regularly. And you'll you'll see people that are some of my favorites um, on my on my uh a website. I've got a whole page of my favorites, and Layla, of course, is one of those. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, and then um, on Instagram, it's just uh, Red Hot Red Erotica, and then on Twitter, I've got a because it was it was something different here because it's it's more. Let me see if it'll give me real quick. Oh shoot, Layla, I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. But go to go to my website, and you can link to my Twitter through through my website. I can't think of the off the top of my head. Yeah, and I think you I think you gave me all the links. I'll put those in the show notes. So Oh, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, of course. But just for people to listen, uh, you know, I mean, it's really easy to remember or not the easiest I think, right? It's just redhotrederotica.com and yep. from there they can pretty much navigate anywhere from there, right? Your social media, read all your stories, find out more about you and all that good stuff. Yeah, and I, I would encourage anybody. We talked about a lot of stuff. Um, I hope it was coherent. I hope I was coherent. And don't worry, I'll if edit anybody it. wants to, <laughs> okay. it's not. If anybody wants to reach out and like looking for like, hey, I, I want to talk to my spouse about about certain things. You know, if, if they want a recommendation, I'm happy. I really like the community. I like the King community. I like the BDS NAM community. It's just it's a lot of fun. I love making the connections. So I'm happy to if people have you know questions, reach out and kind of yeah. any of those platforms. And I'm happy to, to connect with you. Great. I love the feedback. Yes. Well, Jay, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. And everybody, you always know where you can find me. You can go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com. I love, love, love getting your voicemails. It's really my favorite thing. It makes my day. I literally will sit down and just crank through, return everybody's voicemail. And you know what's funny? As I sit there and I take notes, as you're talking, I take notes so that I make sure everything I respond to, we cover everything you said. And it's just a wonderful way that we can communicate and I can get to know you better. My lovely, lovely listeners. All right. Well, everybody stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. 
Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.